band's really having a good time today. Yeah, you know, uh, Vlasta, you're a national treasure. I think that was Vlasta Kurchek and the Polka Boys, if I and I'm, if I know my polkas correctly. It's a digital rights-free Definitely uh, Vlasta, polka then, music. Yes, yeah. uh, she's right up there on Mount Rushmore. She's on the backside. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, this week, I thought, since it's my choice as to what we talk about, Let's talk about Morton High School. I mean, that's probably more than one uh, podcast, but we can maybe get started with that. Well, yes, we should we should lay the groundwork there. Uh, both James and I matriculated there from '82 uh, back to '78. We did four solid, four straight. Back, and back then we had uh, Morton East and Morton West. It was two schools. Yes, and so my father went to Morton East. Well, that's Morton. Uh, Oh, no, it is. Uh, that's the Morton East School. At JSM, we have a school, a school for you and I. That was Morton East. My dad would sing it whenever I go, ah, what's Morton? JSM. And he, he yeah. loved that song. I well, that was the Morton first was. Morton. And then they right, built the Morton, Morton. Morton West. And then after we graduated, they combined it back to one school with different campuses. Yes. So theoretically, you could take classes at one building and at the other building. Is what I understand. Theoretically, unless you had a hovercraft to get between the two, I don't know. But they know. just had one sports team now. Yeah, I, I. And they're the Mustangs. They're not the Falcons anymore, right? Correct, correct. Oh, uh, they are colors are maroon. And honest to gosh, I don't know. It would have been so sad because I probably would have made the band. I probably would not have made the soccer team, and that would have been soul crushing. I probably wouldn't be the well, band. Well, I was. Today. I was on swim team. And what do you think? You know, uh, yeah. Yeah, Morton, we always beat Morton East in the swim meet. Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like so, football, that was our only win of the year. We would beat Morton East because they were. Yeah, the but the marching band was both schools. It was, but but if you only had one band, in theory, there would be tryouts. Theoretically, yeah. there might be, you know. Well, I guess it's what the symphonic band was, wasn't it? Now, I mean, the symphonic yeah. orchestra? I guess yeah, that was, that was all, it was all, uh, it was combined. There was no auditions, though, for... For some, oh, they just had it just orchestra. twice no. as big? Yeah, they right. just combined everybody. You had rehearsal there once a week. You yeah. go to Morton East into the orchestra hall there. Yeah. And that's where they had the concerts because they had the beautiful stage. Do you remember ever... Perfectly perfect, yeah. Do you ever remember going up above the stage, climbing up and going... No, up no, Jay, I, I am more terrestrial based. I am not uh, a man of great heights. <laughs> I, I, uh, oddly, you'd think that you know, as a guy who's actually bungee jumped into the Zambezi River... I was not a really big climber. I just, you know, if it happens naturally, that's fine. I'm not looking for a ladder uh, to go get higher and look down. No. All right. The thing I remember yes. about Morton is there was groups of kids. There was the greasers. Yes. The Italians. The, uh, the, the caste system yes. of uh, incredibly white. The, the Italians. Uh, suburbs the jocks. Chicago. Yes. The and Dago then, boys, we would say the Dagos, the Greasers. And then the Greeks, I was in the, the group jocks. that had pennies thrown at them and books knocked out of their hands uh, in the They hall. would be the nerds, nerds I guess, yes. The geeks. And, uh, I don't geek know, Squad. Before geeks. there was Geeks, we were the, probably the original Geek Squad. We had IBM card readers and then into Trash 80 computers. We were probably the original Geek Squad. Yeah. And uh, basically uh, AV Club rejects. Hang on, big train coming. No, I think with these microphones we're okay. No, we're not. <laughs> That's what you enjoy here along the Burlington is uh, on the commuter line you get to see all humanity. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing about fire. doing things here uh, on the porch. Yeah, we're live. This is the uh, creative porch. That's what happens. Uh, it's both a workplace for me and a rest place. With the zero gravity chair, I've had some very nice naps out here. Now, I, I probably gravity. made a couple bucks picking up pennies in the hall. 
from the Well, yeah, see, the, here's the thing, kids. Uh, when somebody throws pennies at you, you're not supposed to pick them up. No, no. And that, but, that uh, will get uh, you into more trouble. would pick them up. A Chalabala would not pick them up. You know, but I got to tell you, no pennies thrown at me. Not the guy they threw pennies yeah, at. No. I think it was because yeah. I was a jock. You know, I'm hanging out in D Hall. I had a locker in D Hall yes. with the other jocks, and I think that gave me a pass. Now, technically, I was a jock. I was on swim team. I had the. Appar- uh, but apparently, that didn't count. No. I don't know. I don't. Yeah, the, the, the transitive property should have protected young Jim and young Rich, but yet. Uh, no. no uh, it's probably their GPAs, people. It's probably like geekiness plus GPA equals pennies. So I had, <laughs> I had the geekiness, I didn't have the GPA. So they said, no, no. He's gonna end up over here with the, uh, you know, <laughs> the freaks. The freaks. He's not gonna be a. He's not gonna be a greaser. He has a shot for no. freaks or a jock, but that's about it. Those are my. All right. Now I groups. remember this woman. She was the cashier. That's where you get your bus pass. Do you remember this lady who was sitting uh, yeah. in the main hall on the yeah. first floor, and she had this mole on her chin with a hair Hair's coming out of it. Oh yes. God, I it, just it, hated going up to her because I'd have to stare at that mole. And and see back then, you know that. I, I'm sure there was some sort of procedure to remove such thing, but it probably cost ten dollars. And yeah, she says, 20, "No, no, 10, it's a beauty bucks. mark." Yeah, and, oh yes, it, it did set her off beautifully. If she'd have just pulled those hairs out of that mole, I could have I could have gone through high school less traumatized. Yeah, I, see, I I I tried not to. I think you had know, to get the bus pass. Do you have to get monthly, or do you have to get it? You know what? I did the bus pass for like the first year, and then I walked. Oh, see, I had the bus pass all four years. I don't remember having to go get it from her. There must have been some other place. Oh, okay. I, I thought that's where I got the bus pass. I don't know. All I remember is I, my freshman year, I think it was freshman year, I'm in biology class. And Miss Ripple Tilly, uh, first divorcee, uh, remarried, uh, she was a big, huge fan of recycling. And she came up with this plan whereby you could increase your, your, your grade a letter for delivering 100 pounds of paper. So I, I mentioned... That is a great idea. Uh, so I mentioned to my father that I said, Dad, I'm, I'm rocking a rocking a C if I can. And uh, But, you know, a C plus 200 pounds big, makes <laughs> yes, your son an A wait, student. Wait, you could go up two grades with 200 pounds? You got it. No way. You got it, brother. So my father looked at me and goes, You're telling me 200 pounds of paper makes you an A student? Yes, it does, Father. I'll drive. Because we were major uh, paper recyclers in the alley, and literally every sheet brought me closer to the day. But the amazing part was that I, halfway through, I believe, second semester. Well, train again. Train's coming through. Halfway through second semester, um, I left my biology book in the cafeteria after lunch. And I, honest to God, I was freaking out. I didn't know what to do. I had, I had, I had no frame of reference, so I went to class for over two months without a book. I, I, because I, I said, I don't know. I, that's that's. I'd have to go you, to my parents because I had to go to my parents and ask for money to get a new book, which is not something I would do and you, survive. You need to tell a teacher. Correct, but I went with the silent treatment. And then somebody mentioned, just in passing, like, hey, you know, we've got this lost book depository. And after, after like, seven weeks, I just walk over there. And there's my book. Could have had it the same day. But for seven weeks, I had no biology book. So I literally wrote down everything she said in class onto the notebook. That was my book. 
Wow. There's no restudying. And, you know, then again, I mean, I was rocking that C, whether I had a book or not, and then 200 pounds of paper. I'm an A student. So so you got your A. I got my A. Wow. Now, my uh, Wish economics teacher yes. had a very similar thing. If you cut coupons out of the newspaper, and I think it was $100 worth of coupons, then you, you, could, you could increase your grade. And I was an A student, so I didn't need to do that. But for some reason... I don't know if it was a test or I didn't turn in a project on time. I had to cut $100 worth of coupons out. And then I, give them to her? To him. It was the guy, he would wear the three-piece suit. I forget his name. He always wore a suit to school every day. Oh, oh man, I can't remember his name. So what, this guy was a coupon clipper and he got the kids to clip the no, coupons? No, he just wanted you to, to appreciate the, the coupons, I guess. I, that was his, but his you thing. But you didn't get to keep the coupons. You had to turn them in, right? You, you had to turn them in, and, yeah. and that, was his, that was his thing. I don't know if it was a punishment or a reward well, or some life lesson. That's what I'm saying. He's probably one of these super coupon people that, like, lashes five carts together, goes yeah. to the jewel and Maybe. says, yes, I'll have 65 bars Maybe. of soap. Thank you. I have a coupon for that. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But there'd be, sometimes there'd be some coupons that were, like, a dollar off or two dollars off. I made sure I got those in there. Yeah, just less clipping. No, I didn't have that class, Jim. Uh, yeah. Sadly, no, I had a lot. I had a, a lot of classes with Dave. Yeah, I had a lot no of classes, classes with I Jeff. Had no classes with Dave. None. Yeah. Zero was now. Zero. Did you did you do any of the uh, shop classes? Yes, I have many horror stories about shop class at Morton J. Sterling Morton West High School. Uh, we had a teacher who had a bit of an alcohol problem. And in Woodshop. A teacher with an alcohol problem. Yeah, and actually woodshop. taught driver's ed. So wrap your noggin around that. The kids weren't drunk driving. The teacher was. So the kids driving, if we got pulled over by the cops, don't have to worry about the kid passing a breathalyzer, but don't don't give the tube to your teacher because he's going to be blowing uh, 80 proof. Uh, yes. <laughs> and so Mr. Fusan, uh, I'm in Woodshop with the guy. And in every class, here we go, short train. And so every, every when you're working in woodshop, every tool had its own, like, lesson. You had to learn how to, a lathe works, learn what the rules are of the lathe. You have to pass a test. And only when you get, like, whatever, 90% on the test, do you get to actually use the lathe. Okay. Well, we'd be in class, like, studying real hard. And then Mr. Fusan, hey, boys. I gotta go check the tools, and he look over there, blah, 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 and he's emptying a fifth, you know, out of some locker into his gullet, and comes in. Okay, boys, let's go to the class. Totally forgetting that we're supposed to like take a test and pass. He just turned us loose on the tools. So I was in there with a lot of the uh, greasers, and uh, so I do remember the one guy. I think it was Rocco Giacobazzi. He was in class with us, and he. Uh, went to the lathe, and there's like a stand that you have to, you put the stand like right near where the wood's spinning. Right, right. The, and you the rest tool rest. The, yeah, yeah. You, right. You rest the tool on the stand. He doesn't even put a stand up. He just goes in with the gouge. Oh, pink, And it goes into the ceiling. And that, that, that gouge was in there about four inches into the ceiling <laughs> tile. It would have been four inches into anybody. Like that thing came out at a high speed. And we're all standing there. Time to go because obviously you're missing a tool now, you know, and nobody wants to look up because this thing can fall down and then kill somebody. Like, gotta gotta get away from this tool. And every tool, no matter what it was, because Fusan had taught so long, had a horror story. So you're by the planer, you know, where you board through us uh, like a uh, thickness thickness planer, yeah. and he's like, "Don't stand right behind it." Like a kick 1972. Out, yeah. yeah, keep standing right where you're at. 
hit a knot, came right through him. They said he had to eat soft foods for the rest of his life. They <laughs> saved his life. He did not die, but he could not eat solid food. He was eating like mush the rest of his life. Then go to the bandsaw. Don't stand there. Yeah, it was 64. Yeah, I just started teaching. Bink! The bandsaw breaks right through the kid. He ain't in soft stuff no more. He ain't around. Yeah, they went right through him. All the turtle organs. And you're like, what kind of class am I in? This, excuse me, boys. Time to look at my uh, you know, tools again. These trains are killing us. Well, okay, uh, we are back on the commuter line, Jim. Uh, that's progress. That's right. Yes. We are that's now... showing you that the uh, virus is not one. And we got, they're actually slowing well, down I, to I let people love to out know, here. I would love to know who's getting on these trains because I sure don't see a lot of people doing that walk. But anyway, yes, so I had this drunk. And they would say, okay, boys, now for some behind the wheel. Let's go. And you realize, you know, we had a lot of stuff going on with the teachers and stuff at board. But, yeah, the drunk shop teacher, that was a, a classic. An instant classic. And then there was this guy, Vince Citro. I don't. I think he was a year younger than us. And uh, Vince Citro. I, so I, I was actually in the shop. I was actually going to go to a trade school up until my dad died when I was a sophomore. So I was taking these shop classes like this is my career. And Vince was this. He, he got picked on a lot. He was like a. He was a fat kid. Looked like Ralph Wiggins from The Simpsons. And every class, every time. One of the greasers would grab a handful of wood shavings and throw it down his shirt. And he's one of these kids that wore a white T-shirt, like a white undershirt, and then a shirt over it. So every time oh, he's got man. wood shavings down the back, takes off the shirt, takes off the undershirt to shake it out, and then Fusen walks in. Every time the kid's got his shirt off, he's like, what is happening here? Nothing. And then the times that they wouldn't throw shavings down the back, they brushed his hair with a wire brush that they used to clean the tools off, they combed his hair with it, like lighting his scalp on fire because they're brushing somebody's hair with steel tines. <laughs> yeah! It's like, oh. Welcome to Tuesday. Okay, yeah, that never Tuesday happened in plan. honors biology. Yeah, I was going to say, your AP yeah. biology probably AP chemistry, not. No. no, we weren't uh, throwing acid down no, somebody's no, shirt. No, I, I, I saw Steve over the weekend, and uh, he actually has a foot problem. He had a little foot surgery. Uh, by Tim Lanfitt. Do you remember the story of Tim Lanfitt? No. He was younger than us. He was a sax player in the band. No. Um, I was not there for this. I just knew the nickname because when you get a good nickname, it never leaves you. Uh, Tim Lanfitt was called The Torch because apparently he was in some kind of lab class and one of the uh, Etna burners uh, fell over, uh, starting a small fire. And he decided to put it out with alcohol. And he just, oh, this must be alcohol. Jeez. Whoosh, burned the entire lab table and everything that was on it. The lab, the, the green lab table, gone. So they started calling him the torch. <laughs> he was a janitor back when we had all had jobs as the uh, oh, gosh. District 103 uh, janitorial crew. And so I got to work with the torch for one summer. Yeah. And now he's a podiatrist. Go, go figure. And he's operating on Steve Yurk. He operates on Steve Yurk, and there's some kind of a callus that needed to be... Ground down, or... Yeah, uh, I think they put him on the grinder, and they got it down, you know, sixth of an inch, eighteenth of an inch, whatever. They could have yeah. run his foot through the I, thickness planer. The, the thing the I would I would have guessed would he was like having a toenail removed because it had a bad fungus or something. No, no. Apparently, as a runner, there are a buildup. He gets, you get a buildup. I would know. I... I yeah, I'm not a runner either. Did so. I ever tell you the story of running? I, and not that I have a ton of stories, because I do. Um, 
I was I was a freshman at Aurora University on a soccer scholarship. Wait, wait, wait. This is yes. a this is not Morton stuff, man. I know. We're di- well, this is what's going to happen all the time, people. We're going to digress from We're going to digress for a second. So anyway, we've got it running. So <laughs> I Wait, I wait. On- we have to have a digression uh, okay. sound effect. Okay. There okay. you go. So so I'm at Aurora University on a soccer scholarship first day uh, when mom and you know mom, only mom and I unloaded all my stuff into my little dorm room and had to Kiss mom that terrible goodbye as she drives away those low 60 miles away from home. Because you so didn't close. have a driver's license. I didn't have a driver's license, <laughs> and it was only Aurora, Illinois, which right. is just on the train line here. This Burlington, but it took me home every day if I wanted to. Anyway, um, so I thought there's a soccer meeting, and I thought, oh, and the guy's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. We're just going to hang out, you know, talk about some stuff. And, you know, yeah, just wear shorts and shoes, whatever. Uh, yeah, the surprise was anybody that didn't know that, uh, your first day on campus – you get to run four miles, and he wants you to run four miles in 28 minutes. And I'm sitting there going, man, if I could run seven-minute miles, man, I'd be, I'd be in the Wanamaker class. I'd be, I'd be working the Wanamaker mile. What do you mean seven minutes? So it was horrible. I think I ran them in like 45 minutes, but I was not – 45 or 50 minutes. I was not the last runner, so I felt like, okay, they're not going to cut me on the first minute. After three weeks of soccer practice – before school started, you know, before classes started, they had another running test right before Labor Day when school's going to start. Yeah. I ran 30 minutes, 30 seconds. I passed nine dudes. I ended up being like fourth fastest guy on the team. Oh, never mind that. I actually pressed the theme music button. Okay. So. Oh, don't worry I about may, that. I, I'm pushing the buttons because our, our director she skipped quit. out on us. She quit. No, um... But so anyway, we're I ran, doing it ourselves this week. I ran, so I, right. I ran 30 minutes, 30 seconds. I crossed the tape, and I blacked out. So apparently, uh, they threw water on me to bring me back around. So literally, you could, could you run until you passed out? Yes, I did. 30 minutes, 30 seconds, I blacked out. I literally get the tape into the ground. That's it. Oh, throw some more. And they go, you were so fast. You were past the dudes. You're the fourth fastest guy in this team. And I'm like, that's unbelievable. <laughs> Until you get to the end, and then you're like yeah. you know, zero. Well, no, I didn't guy. pass out right at the beginning. But, yeah, I was done running. And uh, first game, I scored two goals. I really thought I could have been something. And then that was it. I got benched for the season. Pretty really? Much, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, I they put me out there. Wow. You, I had this weird thing. I would go to class. And apparently it was not known to me at that time, but that wasn't really required. At Aurora University, <laughs> apparently, when you're on a soccer scholarship, you're you're, gonna you're a soccer player. Soccer and I said, "Well, I kind of got to get this degree, some kind of transfer credits here or something." And yeah, oh not man, not going to happen. So yeah, yeah, oh, that's a horrible thing. But yeah, back to Morton, uh, I was on soccer team there too. Um, it was fun. It was, I mean, there was hazing. There were pennies. Jim got pennies thrown at him. There were creepers in the band. Um, oh, creepers! Were, oh yeah. my gosh, Ed Petiti, <laughs> music Ed. camp. Yeah, he so, kid uh, lost all of his underwear by the yeah, third day. Yeah, so basically day. the creeper is where they get yanked by your underwear until it... Oh, apparently, you're just supposed to get yanked by your underwear. Full stop. But apparently, uh, if you are so deserving, they would yank you until your underwear ripped um, through, <laughs> the, uh, through the Y incision. And so uh, young Ed, within four days, had lost like seven pairs of underwear and was running around in his bathing suit yeah and the bathing suit and telling that was people, worse telling because people, that won't tear right, telling people you can't creep me anymore i'm out of underwear it didn't matter <laughs> no. he got yanked in a bathing suit and yeah 
I, I, I'm sure he was scarred for life after that. I mean, I was scarred just being in a room with a kid getting yanked that much. He had it coming, though. I will say, I mean, you know, you got to straighten up, man. You know, now, now, where yeah. was music camp? Was that out in Naperville? North Central some? College in beautiful Naperville, Illinois. Yeah, that was that was a fun time. I I can't remember too many horrible things other than the. Uh, oh no, there was well, I was a pie eating comp. Uh, I was undefeated pie eating yes. uh, champion. Um, but yeah, no, it was uh, this time at band camp and uh, for one week. <laughs> this one time uh, at band yeah, camp. Yeah, one time at band camp we had the Olympics. We would. Uh, oh yeah. Learn how to march, and then once you learned how to march, you could beat on the younger kids who didn't know how to march. And I remember one like, time uh, you would line up the marching band line up. Rich gave me his trumpet, and I took his place. And I just was playing screech notes and getting all because we're identical twins right, and they exactly. didn't know it wasn't exactly. rich. They wouldn't know. And uh, that was hilarious. Another time, our we're in a a, a small choral group or um, what do you call a small uh, trio chamber orchestra ensemble group. chamber orchestra group. So the director ensemble. leaves for a bit. He's got to go do something. So I say, hey, listen, when he comes back, instead of playing the piece, let's start doing a round of row 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 your boat. So we figured out the music. I said first violin starts and seconds yeah. and violas and cellos. So the conductor comes back, he gets his conductor, he's going to start conducting, we go, row, row, row. And it was hilarious, because it took him about five seconds to figure out what we were doing. Yeah, and then the sixth second, he, you know, called your parents. And no, no, he thought it was through. funny, he thought it was funny, we got, we got away Joe with Frannick, it that one time. Yeah. Papa Joe. Yeah, that was, uh, no, that was Dvorak, wasn't it? Dvorak was Depends our orchestra director. Yeah, it was Papa Joe at the end, I don't know who was... Yeah, it could have been old man to work when we started. Yeah, with that little pencil thin mustache. Yes, yes, yes. Quite the Errol Flynn of him. Yes. Um. Yeah. No. Band camp was fun. Yeah. Um. But that too. I mean, we it was at a time when there were hazings, there was aberrant behavior. Like right now, all the people would be in jail for sexual assault. They would just be taken away. Well, was like, that was what and was you'd have to it. have a poor little safe space for Ed Petiti to sit so he could you know, recover from That's true, from no the matter trauma. how dorky he was, you couldn't address it. And now, you, yeah. back then, you would just have it addressed and many times, apparently. I think it made us better people. Well, I think it was, it was a, the window to the world was wider open back then. Because there was nothing that happened at band camp that didn't happen later in life. And if you had been exposed to it at band camp, and like you were... 25 years old and that's the first time you saw something crazy happen you were at a disadvantage yeah definitely so i yeah. think yeah we our, our our eyes were open to the realities of, and inequities of the world uh, at a much earlier age yeah because of that um you know who's who could go to camp who can't go to camp what happens at camp you know what happens to your stuff at camp yeah yeah like, here comes another train yeah this is uh this sounds like a freighter oh he's got a bell ringing oh no the bell is the uh yeah the bell is the commuter line I used to be on the train every day. Uh, I try to get the 315. It would get me. Wait, wait, wait. There we go. It would we park me at uh, 4 o'clock right here. I get a 315 downtown. Home by like 4.54. I could walk over here in three minutes and be done by 4. What else do I remember from uh, high school? There's so many things. This is going to have to be more than one topic. Yeah, oh, there's the food fights. Oh, yeah, lunch, lunch room. Lunch. So we had five lunch periods, half hours, and yeah. then you sometimes you had a split class. So you go to class for a half hour, then lunch, then the class. Yeah, I never had that. I, I never, that. I think I maybe had one of those in my whole time. But I remember one food fight. I was not... An instigator of the food fight. I was not a participator of the food fight. I was I'm not a participant. Sure. I was an observant, sure observator. Was that when Dave fight. got arrested and hauled down by oh, Negro? 
That was when we were TPing the houses and lions. No, no, no. You'd be incorrect, Jim. No. So there was a food fight at Morton. And, our and Dave Coslantic got arrested. Yes. We were there <laughs> uh, minding our own business with the dork squad, you know, the geek squad. And somebody yells food fight. And then out of, like, the atmosphere, you see somebody had t- you, you open up a half a pint milk carton of chocolates. And you put your finger in it, and when you throw it, it like cartwheels the. So it uh, literally, it's like a pinwheel of milk flying across the room. It's coming right at us. It's land. It's gonna land right at ground zero. Gonna decimate everybody. Dave, National Merit Scholar winner, is standing up and he deflects it with his arm. There, thus by saving all his compatriots from you know much much. Ma- and we had this uh, narc, uh, per professional. Old man Megro. Professionals. I remember Old the man Megro with his uh, DA uh, haircut uh, with the big duck's ass uh, with the brill cream in it. Um, sees Dave deflect the milk cart and he goes, I gotcha. I gotcha. Food fight. You're going down. And Dave's like, Take me, old man. Let's go. <laughs> so, so Dave gets hauled down to the dean's office. And Megro's like thinking he, he's got the, uh, the, the exclusive of the year. And Dave said, I don't know how long he had to sit there, but, man, he sat there, and he let uh, Don Siner have both barrels. He was like, listen, you know, I'm a National Scholar winner. I'm like the top guy you got in this class. You got mayhem happening in this piece of crud over here. You know, and so Dave ended up writing this big, long letter, like, addressing all the inequities in the history of Morton. <laughs> and as it turns out, uh, many years later, I was talking to my cousin, who also matriculated at Morton West High School. But he, I think, was almost in the first class. He's 12 years ahead of us. Uh, he had old man Megro as a per- professional. Goes, I remember that guy, the hair, the duck's ass. Yeah, that's him, old man Megro. I'm gonna have he to, was old man back in like the '60s. I'm gonna have to find a picture of that haircut and put it in this video so people know what that. Yes, guy's talking it, about. it's a little like it has a hook in the back. They're like you can literally hang a shirt on it. It's like because it just curls in the back, and that's the the DA haircut back from. Uh, you know, when Lenny and Squiggy and all the rest of the cast of Sha Na Na made yeah. it so popular, you know, back in the doo-wop era. Uh, and I remember if you, if you wanted to buy a milk, you had to go to the cashier, you give her your nickel or your nickel, dime, depending if you nickel want nickel for, for yeah. the half pint, dime for the full pint. Yes, nickel for the and half. And then you'd have to go over to the milk counter and then you'd get your milk. Yeah. I don't think, I maybe bought lunch there a couple times, but my mom always made lunch. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't remember food all i remember is having a, you know a nickel or quarter or something you know, like a quarter and it was a half pint or a pint of a chocolate milk and a chocolate glazed donut oh and so donut. i was Ooh. pounding in the sugars just to stay alive and i think it was that same ripple tilly that biology teacher says you know by like i had her last class of the day i was out of my gourd and i was like just bouncing out the walls <laughs> like well, what do you eat for lunch i'm like well sugar Sugar, sugar-coated sugar bombs, and then uh, some chocolate. You know, and then what do you happen when you go home? Oh, uh, Kool-Aid. Yeah. <laughs> How much sugar in that? All of it. What are you talking about, lady? I put the put the water right in the whole bag of sugar. What do you mean? She's like, hey, you maybe want to back off that sugar thing. I don't know. I'm just saying. You seem a little wired. What are you talking about? What are you talking about, woman? I gotta go. Gotta go now. Huh? Now, the the only bathroom I used in Morton, if I had to, I usually tried to go before or after was the one outside the cafeteria right by uh, the, the auditorium. Yeah, I have no recollection. I'm sure because I, I heard so many st- 
horror stories of people going in the bathroom and getting assaulted by greasers or Italians <laughs> or whatever. Getting a swirly. I was I was afraid of the swirly. I think I think. And there's yeah. kids who got the swirly. I think I think uh, I'm with you on that. Uh, I have absolutely no recollection of ever going to the bathroom at Morton. I don't know. I was younger then. Maybe I had the capacity to hold it. Going to the can, man, was not a huge list of my priorities. So I might have just held it. I have no, or, or either that or something. Indeed, indeed well, if I went to swim practice, if yeah. I had to stay after school for swim practice, yeah. then I would use the bathroom because there would be no one else there. Or if I'm staying after school to work on the computer or something, yeah, then I would. I don't. I, I would, don't. Uh, I have no. I have no bathroom memories. But yeah, I do remember the the. It was mostly the kids are smoking and the greasers. Yeah, and, smoking. So Dave and I, <laughs> one day, I believe it was our first day of high school, if memory serves right, um, we took the bus home, the Morton School Bus, down. A Morton Har- School Bus. Morton School Bus, down Harlem. Not Animal. the RTA. No, no, no. School Bus. You, had to, you show them the pass, and I want to say it was like a quarter, something like that. We get on the bus, and of course, Dave and I, because we had done the band bus, you know, for forever in grade school we're up near the front we were not like front row which would have been optimal we were like near the front probably fourth or fifth row in these kids in the back of the bus as they would say we're reviving the strawberry heavily this cloud comes in and the up to the front of the bus and the driver's like hey hey what are you kids doing back there well yeah they're smoking pot <laughs> they rip up the cushions on the seats. Those go out the window. <laughs> out the window. And the bus driver er, pulls it over to go and let out some justice. These kids kick the back door of the school bus open and they just run away. So here's this guy. He's missing seats out of his bus. The, the, the emergency door's kicked open, so that's going off. Ing, ing, with lights and whatever. And, <laughs> you know, and eventually, obviously, we got we got to whatever, probably Harlem and 40th. And then we had to walk all the way from Harlem home. That's, and so we that's realized, a good three quarters of a mile. Right. So we realized that if the cost is the same... Whether you get on the uh, three twelve, which was the the Ogden or the, the Park, Avenue, Park bus. Avenue bus, yeah, the three twelve was a quarter or forty cents or something like that, and but it was like with civilians, you know, no, none of the uh, your fellow right. troopers, and so we just thought, you know, so we would walk from uh, Morton, you know, whatever it's three and a half blocks to Oak Park Avenue to to catch that bus. Yeah, and you'd and you'd wait by the pharmacy. Yes, and you and I would sometimes if I had an extra nickel, I'd buy a, a little mint. Yeah, they had there something and right and but it was so much safer than actually getting on the actual school bus because there was just mayhem because you know it was those kids from Lions because that bus <laughs> went down and the reason you got off at 40 is because it made that bend and it took like anybody would take them down here it probably head down Ogden Avenue or something close to it and they would be coming down into Lions and probably Brookfield because yeah. Mark uh, Ream went to Morton, so he could have taken that bus too. Yeah. Well, I I ended up just walking a lot of times home. Yeah. Because one, I was saving the quarter. Yeah, yeah. I was saving them because the parents gave you the money for the bus no matter what. Yeah, and, and I I you know back I mean I look at that walk now and there's no way I would do it. No way. Well, Mom. and here's the thing, I would I run. Did all the time. I this is this is my yeah. running story. I would run it. Because uh, I wanted to get home fast because, you know, I'm, I had the things to do. There's cool things. So I got to the point I could run home in about 
15 minutes, which is two and a half wow. miles. So what's that? That's uh, six minute miles. Yeah. Wow. I never so we did in gym class once. We they had us run a mile. Yeah. I got I a mile. That. I could do that. So I'm running it, and there's these kids on a track team trying to pass me. And I just kept putting down more speed, more speed. Yeah, well, you were tall. I think you had a bit of height. I, I did not get tall until, like, maybe senior year. No, there was a height thing, though. You were not average height. I, I, was, I started high school at about 5'2". I ended at 6'6". Six, six. Yeah, I'm not buying that. That's I, true. 6'5". 6'5 and a half. listen to this. this is, anyway, they, they were always so the track coach says, hey, you want to join the track team? I said, no, I no. got swim team. That's enough yeah, for me. Done. Yeah, And then all those guys breathed a sigh of relief. There you go. Yeah. yeah, no, I uh, remember walking with Dave, and he would have, like, his clarinet and every book and every notebook. Book. Uh, he'd be every lugging book. that in front of himself the whole way home, so you'd think he would be the guy in ripping shape. Oh, yeah. He had to carry that load of it. I'm, like, walking with maybe a notebook. and it was You let floor. Dave run without his books, man. Kind of he books. could he could tear. I bet he was really. I no, I don't think he was. I think, I for whatever reason, I, it, it, like, defied logic. He was a little chunkier then. Um but yeah, you just thought he'd been in the best shape of his life from carrying all that load. And I I don't even remember taking books home. I don't have any <laughs> recollection of really doing that. And I don't think it was really required. If you were an average student, okay with being average, I don't think books are required. You could do you could do your homework during study hall or lunch. If you had to. I mean, it wasn't Or long. get in early. Yeah. Well, I wasn't in any AP classes. Nobody was really pushing the bar. So I, all I had to do was stay one step ahead of Vince Citro uh, and the other greasers, freaks, and jocks. And then I, I was in it. Yeah. Which is basically your curve, right? That's your it's your GPA curve. You don't need to be the top student. You just got to be one step ahead of the other losers because as they push them down, you seem to rise to the top. Which is how life is, really. Stay one step ahead of the losers, people. That's your trip of the day. Stay one step ahead of the losers. One step ahead. All right. I think that's a good place to end it yes. for today. Yes. That's so, your word to live by, people. We'll do this again next week. And as always, thank you to our sponsors, uh, Dove Face Cream and... Uh, <laughs> You know, fin, fin and tail rot uh, over at the pet store uh, for all your fin and tail rot needs. Uh, you know, try uh, rot people.